worldwide. You tuned into the number one undisputed boxing podcast today. This is the Boxing Breakdown. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another edition of the Boxing Breakdown, and I am your host, Mark Roxy, and I am here with my partner in crime co-host, Mr. Harold Hunt. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh man, just ready to go. Yeah, I know you're ready to go. I know you're ready to get in, get in, get in, get in. So I, um, for those of you that are listening in today, thank you for joining us. And wherever you're tuning in, whether you're coming in from YouTube or you are uh, listening on a podcast from here to there, we thank you for listening, and we thank you for being with us today. Uh, today, we have an exclusive, exclusive, exclusive episode. We are going to be breaking down uh, what I would consider my most exciting fight on the horizon, the one that I am looking the most forward to, and that is Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao against Errol The Truth Spence. This is going to be an incredible fight. It's a throwback fight. It's like an old-timers lover. You know, if you love old-time fights, this is going to be like the modern-day old-time fight for y'all out there that are you know die-hard boxing fans. I know you're going to love this. I know, I know, I know you're going to love it. And if you are... Uh, you know, a casual fan, someone who's just kind of poking around a little and enjoying the uh, fighting sports, this is a must-see TV, man. You are going to want to tune into this because, you know, there's just a lot to chop up. And um, so, so Harold, you know, I know before, before this episode began, you and I were talking and, and uh, we had a conversation about, you know, tonight's episode. And I said, man, we really got to just make this an exclusive episode for the Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao fight against Errol the Truth Spence because it's such a big fight and it, it really does require an, an entire episode. So we're going to probably chop this thing up for about 30 minutes and uh, maybe a little longer. We go 45 minutes. By that time, you will be at work and life will be good for you. So here we go. Mr. Hunt. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me about Manny Pacquiao, Errol Spence. What you got? Well, your instructions were, I am this evening a proponent of Errol Spence, and you are a proponent of Pacquiao. Bing, bing, bing. So, I'll go first. Now, I'm supposed to talk about how Pacquiao, I mean, how Spence can beat Pacquiao, correct? Yeah, man. I mean, listen. Okay. Uh, you know, ha for those of you that are listening in, okay, there's something I want to share about you. There, I got to share this about Harold, right? What, what y'all don't know about Harold is Harold is, 
is by, he's like a by the book judge. He's by a by the book coach in everything that he does. Well, whatever he's coaching or or officiating or whatever he's doing out there, he's always by the book, self proclaimed by the book, right? So Harold's got to like ask me, like this is right what we're gonna be talking about. And what I want to do is I want Harold, I want y'all to watch Harold cut loose because I already know that Harold. Loves Errol Spence, and he's gonna sit here and he's gonna act like all like demure, very chill, 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 chill. But the fact is, this guy loves Errol Spence, and I love Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao. So we're gonna we're gonna throw this thing down. Come on, Harold. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, Errol Spence can beat Pacquiao. In this way, initially. Now, we know Pacquiao has some tendencies. And his tendency is to throw a whole lot of punches from different angles. But he does one thing that is so clear. It's like, you put sugar on your cereal, or you don't. This is Pac-Man sugar on the cereal. Whenever he attacks, he double stutters steps, and then he attacks. And he's done it all the time. He uh, no, does it in not, his entire no, career. Come on, man! You're gonna go right to the. You're gonna go right to the Juan Manuel Marquez fight where he got dropped for doing that double stutter step with Matt Marquez hit him with the right <laughs> hand. Oh my gosh! Can't you let him live that down? I I'm never not. Get... <laughs> I'm not even referring to that. All right. <laughs> he used that to knock down Thurman. He used that to knock down so many other people. Now, I wasn't going to the negative part of that move. I was trying to say what the positive oh, thing Oh, man. So I went you right in. Went there. So I went right on in right there. I opened yes. that up. Oh, right. man. So I'm trying to give you a reason why I believe uh, Spence has a chance to beat him. Uh, okay. Uh, well, that's one of them. Well, you let that cow out the bag. But he does <laughs> double stuff before he moves in. Okay? That's what he does. Now, he also will languish on the ropes. He's too small to language on the ropes with Earl Spence. He'll block, he'll block him, he'll, he'll, he'll block left and right. But if he's going to sit right there, Spence is going to say, okay, let me hit you. And that's what's going to happen. So he actually has to keep moving. He can't telegraph anything. He's, he's got to keep the fight in the center of the ring. And he has to be able to get by Spence's jab. Now, Oh, I can't talk about Spence, how he could possibly lose, because that's your job. But I have my reasons why Spence is vulnerable to Pacquiao, but that's not what for me to say today. It's for you to say. Oh, so I'm, I'm going to lay it out there. I'm going to lay it out there okay. in a minute. Well, well, let me lay out mine first. He double steps. Fans, he double steps before he comes in. He boop-boop, jumps in. Boop-boop, jumps in. All right? Then he'll languish on the ropes when he gets tired. Or he'll hold his hands, his guards up or whatever and take and take some punches and uh, show bravado. Come on in, come on in. He's too small to be doing that with Spence because he could get caught around the, around, the, around the glove and get buzzed a little bit and then be vulnerable for anything else to come up the middle. Okay? Uh, Stanima. He's, you know, his age could be a factor. may not be a factor. I saw something today. He was talking about he's taking this new product that is legal 
it's it's above board, but it gives him uh, energy, he says, in the later rounds. So if he can get by the jab that Spence has, that, that constant, constant jab, and get around it and throw all his combinations from the different angles, you know, um, but I don't think Spence is going to allow him to do that. I think the pressure is going to be too much, and uh, he's not going to be able to handle that jab, and he's not going to be able to keep himself off the ropes, and he's going to lose. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Wow, he's going <laughs> to lose. Woo. Okay. That, all right. So I don't know who, <laughs> what you guys are doing out there. Who, you know, How many of you Boxing Breakdown fans are actually going for Errol Spence? How many of you are going for Manny Pacquiao? Or how many of you really could care less who wins? You just want to see a great fight. Like, I'm not real sure, but what I can tell you is that, okay, first of all, let's, let's break, let me break this down, okay, in, in a way that for the listeners, they can understand. So Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao is record is 62 uh, wins, seven losses, two draws, 39 wins coming by way of KO with three KO losses. Errol Spence's record is 27 and 0 with 21 KOs uh, and zero KOs, by, zero losses by KO. Um, so Errol Spence's KO ratio is 77.78 and Manny Pacquiao's uh, knockout ratio is 54.93. Um, you know, Manny Pacquiao is, I believe he's 41, if my memory, uh, is for, he's 42. Okay. He's 42. Yes, he is. And you've got the younger man at 31 in his prime, Errol Spence, right? I get that. And I get all of that. Manny Pacquiao's last fight was in 2019. And that fight that he had in 2019 was in fact a 12 round decision win against who? Keith One Time Thurman. Keith One Time Thurman. There we go. Okay, so you got that. Okay, that is a solid, solid win. Now, granted, he hasn't fought since 2019 and be, has been by and large inactive uh, due to his uh, obligations in the Philippine, uh, in the Philippines as a senator. Right, so. Uh, Senator Pacquiao's been a little busy with that. Now, Manny, uh, Errol Spence, um, his last outing was against Danny Garcia. And he went 12 rounds, unanimous decision, against Danny Garcia. Very convincing win. Very, very good, solid win for him. Um, and prior to that, he was in a car accident. A very, very significant car accident. So both of them were inactive for a while. They both kind of kind of measures out fairly even there, right? So when you get into the styles, like I granted, like, uh, you know, Errol Spence is a puncher, man. He can punch. He's a big puncher, and he knows how to put them together. Um, great combination puncher, great uh, movement. He has the, I believe, um, the highest punch output in the entire welterweight division. Um, of active and non-active welterweights, current welterweights, right? So that's pretty darn impressive. Um, I mean, I, I believe that that's a very, very impressive win. Um, 
His last uh, six fights um, have been against former or current world champions. So he's been, you know, he's been grinding, right? Manny Pacquiao, on the other hand, I have to kind of, I mean, look, I can't hit all 63 of his his uh, wins, but you understand that this, you know, Manny Pacquiao has faced everybody in the welterweight division. Um, I mean, Eric Morales, you know, I mean, you just go down. Antonio, uh, Marco Antonio Barrero, Juan Manuel Marquez, David Diaz, Oscar De La Hoya, Ricky Hatton, Miguel Cotto, Joshua Clotti, Ant- Antonio Margarito, Shane Mosley, Juan Manuel Marquez, Timothy Bradley, Brandon Rios, Chris Algier, uh, Algieri, uh, Floyd Money Mayweather, which, by the way, was the biggest fight in the history of the sport, right? Uh, meaning that it made the most money. <laughs> um, gosh, I mean, you know, the lit, uh, uh, Lucas Matisse, uh, Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff Horn, Adrian Broner, Keith Thurman. I mean, my goodness, come on. I mean, the list is just epic. Now, Manny Pacquiao um, is an eight-division world champion, 12-time world champion, lineal world champion, um, in five separate weight classes. Okay, so there you have it. So if you're listening in and you're tuning into what I just said, I I don't know if I can, if if you want me to break down the actual fight, I'm happy to do that. Leave your comments. Tell me what you want to talk about. Tell me what your thoughts are right here on YouTube. Jump, jump on in the conversation. Harold and I will uh, chop it up with you. But what I can tell you is that's what I got, Harold. Rebuttal? Okay. Well, obviously, um, he, he leads the pack, I believe, an eight-time world champion, so no other fighter has accomplished that. Uh, there are some uh, asterisks. Uh, either they're there or they're not there concerning how he was able to do that. I'll, I'll leave that alone. Okay. Uh, that could be disparaging, but he still is an eighth division champion, which is very impressive. He started at 122. Yeah. He's gone all the way up to at least to uh, one, uh, one, uh, 40, 47, right? That's the heaviest he ever was. Yes. 147. That's yeah. a lot of I, weight classes I, to be champion in. And Harold, just to re- refresh your memory, I believe, I believe his pro debut. Um, was at 106 pounds, just just as, okay. as a record. So, so strawweight, I believe it is strawweight. Yeah. All right. So that's one, incredible. Six up to 147, and everything else in between. Wow. That's very impressive. I mean, yeah, it really is. And then when you break down, um, you know, I mean, if we got into if we get into like the actual action that we should expect to see, right? From my standpoint, Harold, and I, and I'd love to know. I, I need to know what you think about this. But you know, Manny Pacquiao is is very fast, and and according to the recent uh, you know reels and videos that have been flying across the internet, uh, if you if you want to be able to check him out, you can see you know that his hand speed is coming back. That he actually is very very 
fast. And, you know, I get the age thing. I certainly know a little bit about that. But, but you know, the, the uh, question is, uh, you know, since 2019, it's 2021 now for in case this podcast lives beyond the next couple of years, uh, you'll know that, that we're talking about this fight in uh, 2021. And um, really, uh, that's not that long of a time, you know, and the question just becomes, what has he been doing? Who is he training with? You know, what 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 kind of uh, work are the coaches and the team team doing for Manny Pacquiao and Errol Spence? Right. So Boo Boy, Boo Boy is his uh, head trainer, I believe. And uh, Freddie yes. Roach is also um, in the camp as the main um, advisor and guider of things. I believe that's the way it is. What do you think, Harold? Yeah, Boo Boy's been there. They were childhood friends. Um, he was originally just like a yes man type guy, you know, just hanging on. But he uh, was trained uh, by Freddie to actually be a trainer, to understand all the nuances of being a trainer. Right. And he's actually in a position now where he can actually take on other fighters and and and, and help them be successful. Right. But he came on initially as just a hanger on, if you will, a, a, a friend just to uh, for camaraderie for for uh, Manny. But now he's graduated himself to a point where he he can actually be a trainer and be successful. So right. he has insight. Uh, of course, Roach has insight. And they've been working with uh, Manny so long, they're going to see the tendencies and the flaws or whatever, and make corrections. So he's in he's in he's in great hands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you're you're go, we're going into this fight. Um, it's hey, I, you know, Pac Man is a smaller guy. I mean, I I, I know that. Uh, I I don't know what uh, I guess. Uh, Errol Spence has a seventy two inch reach. Um, and he's about five ten, right on on the uh, on the official uh, uh, yeah on the official record. That's what he is. And Manny Pacquiao, uh, for those of you tuning in, check this out. Right, Manny Pacquiao is five foot five and a half, so really like five foot six, with a reach of sixty seven inches. So. You know, the reach and the height are, and the age are all going to Errol Spence. So to your point, Harold, you know, I mean, I, I really want to be uh, completely devoted and dedicated to the, the fighter that I believe will come out victorious, which is Manny Pacquiao. But I can see the, you know, the, the uh, tail of the tape doesn't lie. And those advantages definitely go to Errol Spence. Well, Pacquiao does have speed, though. <laughs> he has speed over Earl, no doubt. Y'all, no doubt. Y'all checking this out? Y'all are you listening in? You guys listening in? You can hear this, right? So I started out, you know, all about Manny Pacquiao, right? And Harold is, oh, we, we drew the line in the sand. Whoosh! Right in the sand, right? This is how it's going to go down. And sure enough, now we're kind of looking at the other side of the coin, right? I'm you know, waffling, I, I, aren't I? I I know. I love it. You're not waffling. Anybody that knows enough about boxing knows that this stuff, there's no absolutes. 
If you sit there and you say, oh, Manny Pacquiao's going to win. Oh, Errol Spence is going to win 110%. Nobody knows that. It's boxing. Things happen. I know. But I, I had to go there because you forced me there. But uh, I will say this. Um, the Pac-Man situation is, is uh, he has a, he has opportunities. So I have to step on your side. I got to give my reason why I think Pac-Man can win too. Okay? May I? Yeah. Go for it, man. Of course. Okay. I, Earl has a tendency, once he gets off, to just sit back. He'll throw his combinations, his jab and all that, and he'll just sit. And he'll sit for a second and kind of reset. And when he does that, Pack can attack. Now, he may sit back right away, reset, and start throwing the jab. But if he doesn't throw that jab, Pac-Man's coming at him from all angles with combinations. Pop, 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 pop. So there are times where Earl will throw whatever he's going to throw and then reset. And when he resets, he's sitting there. He's just sitting there dead in the pocket. Yeah. He's just sitting there. Yeah. And Pac-Man is quick enough in the mind to see that, that those opportunities are going to happen. And they happen automatically. It's like when you take a breath, your body takes the breath. It's going to take, you got to take a breath. You're going to breathe. You're yeah. going to inhale. That's what happens with uh, uh, Spence. He throws whatever, and then he inhales. And when he inhales, he stands there. It's a, it's a brief second, but for a fighter, it's eternity, and it's wide, he's wide open. And if Pac-Man is throwing those combinations that night, he's quick or whatever, he'll be taking advantage of that over and over again. And there's no way Earl can get around it because this is what he does. Right. However, if in fact he... When he, when he sets, he comes right back with that jab. Right back with that jab to protect himself and keep uh, Pac-Man off balance. So be it. But there's going to be times in the fight he's not going to come right back with that jab. And right. then that's when a, a Pac-Man can attack him from all those kind of crazy angles. And then Pac-Man does this thing, man, where he hits you with two, two punches at the same, at the same time. He'll hit you with like this, this body shot, and then he'll come right back with the right hand, like in the like in the very next, uh, not even second, nanosecond. So it feels like, well, there's a punch down here, but there's a punch up here. I just felt two punches, you know, on this side and that side. I only saw one hand, but actually it was two hands. Right. And it's like a double punch kind, of, not double punch, but it's one punch hits one part of his, of the body, the other part comes across the top but they're simultaneously, pop, pop. And if, if you're trying to cover up, you don't see both of them. So it's like he has extra hands or something. But he's, he does that a lot too. So that's something that Earl has to look out for. But um, I just know that there's tendencies on both, on both of those guys to, to, for the other one to get off. And for Earl, it's, he sits there just for that nanosecond, but, but Pac-Man is quick enough to jump. Now, Pac-Man's got the, got the legs and the movement and the footwork to get him in position to throw those odd punches from different angles and all that. He's got that. So he's going to, he's going to jump around, step around or whatever, but because he has a tendency to move back and forth and back and forth and kind of, uh, if the Earl's throwing that jab, he negates all of that. Right. So if that jab is coming, he, he, he forces Pac-Man to constantly reset and rebounce and reset and rebounce and all that. 
and then he has the opportunity, you know, to control him and drop the right hand. If he can't get that jab going, then he's vulnerable for the open spots. So I can't even take Pac-Man's side or Earl's side, really, if I look at everything, Mark. Yeah, man. I, I, I love that. I mean, I love the fact that you see that, and and I know that the majority of the uh, the intellectuals out there, the intellectual fans that follow the sport, understand that this is not going to be an easy fight for either one of them. On paper, you know, it looks as if uh, Errol has the advantages, but the fact is, is if you dig deeper and you understand. You've been around the sport long enough to watch Manny Pacquiao do the unthinkable. Then you can't count him out. And, you know, for a small guy that's packing into a five foot five frame, five foot six frame, this guy is a big puncher. It's generated differently. It's created differently. And like you said, it's coming from all different angles. That is an incredibly difficult thing to prepare for. You need very specific guys. Now, I did see Errol Spence in training camp with Toka Khan. And I'm not sure if you know really? who Toka. Yeah, I saw them working yes, out. I, I saw them working out together. So um, if that's a new clip, you know, then uh, Toka Khan is an excellent fighter, an excellent fighter that can mimic uh, Manny Pacquiao somewhat, but a little more flat-footed, yes. but but very good sparring, a very good look for him to have. And the one thing about Toka Khan that most people don't know is Toka Khan's been trained by Manny Pacquiao. So, I'm excuse me, why did I say that? Boo, that was not correct. Apologies. He's been trained by Freddie Roach. Excuse yes. me, Freddie Roach. So, Freddie Roach has, uh, you know, put his skills, talent, and uh, uh, time into uh, Toka Khan. So there may be some information that gets transmitted to Errol Spence, perhaps, from that experience. I would, I, I would think so, because Roke took him on because he has similarities to, Pac, to Pac, Pac-Man. And, uh, you know, the same type of techniques, some of them, uh, would apply to Toka Khan. So uh, it was only logical that, you know, he would choose another fighter that had his main charges uh, type style to see if he can develop him to be as successful as, you know, Pac-Man. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's, if, if Earl's working with him, as you say, uh, recently or, or currently, that's, that's a great coup uh, for, for Earl to really kind of, you know, see what it's like to fight another man who's left-handed along with himself, so Khan's left-handed, and to see that kind of whirling dervish type of, you know, all angle type uh, 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 style because you can't really uh, emulate uh, Pac- Pacquiao. Right. And, you know, I'm impressed that they did find Tokakon. I'm impressed right now. I am. Right. Because there's no one out there who fights like Pacquiao, really. Right. You know? Yeah, he's a one of a kind. That's that's a problem. I mean, and if you listen to the litany of people, including Oscar De La Hoya, including you know uh, Keith Thurman, as you go down the list of people who have been you know uh, questioned and, and interviewed about about the nature of this fight, every single one of them says Pac Man's a big puncher. 
Pac-Man is a, you know, he, he will tire you out. He will give you, you know, a little bit of chaos and a little bit of war in the ring. And I think that that's something that you can't really prepare for. And so, you know, I, I just, um, uh, boy, <laughs> I'm just so excited about this fight. Are I really, you? I really am, Harold. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little disappointed at boxing right now because, um, there's a lot of really great fights out there that just aren't getting made. Um, and it seems like the, the new trend is let's announce that the fight is happening. And then a couple months later, let's just find a reason for the fight not to happen. And I think that it really harms the sport. It really does. And, you know, I get that there's a lot of money behind it and there's a lot of contracts and negotiations and such. But just as in the recent, uh, you know, debacle between... Um, uh, Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant. I don't really want to spend too much time on that, but but you know, I mean, if they're gonna seriously, the 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 dispute of why that fight won't go down is because Canelo Alvarez wants to. Am I getting this right? Canelo Alvarez wants in the contract that if he gets sick, right. There's there's one set of arrangement, but when Caleb Plant gets sick, it's a totally different arrangement, right? So something similar to that. It, uh, the specifics I read them, I condensed them, but I can't I can't necessarily well, regurgitate them right here. But right, it right. is it's a little uh, bit premature to kind of comment too much on it because what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. That's it's right. one of those things. That's right. Yeah. So so you know Canelo. Um, wants there to be certain parameters around him getting sick and being able to pull the fight or do whatever. Whereas Caleb Plant doesn't have the same kinds of concessions. It's not even Steven. So, you know, I mean, but these are kinds of things that get hopefully get ironed out by the, the pros, the esquires that can handle this stuff and straighten it out and make the fight go down. But I'm just disappointed. You know, the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, you know, debacle. That's another debacle. This is all like, you know, it's just, it's, it's all kerfuffle, as my wife says. It's kerfuffle. You heard that saying? Uh, no, I haven't. It must be a, um, uh, I don't know what it is, bro. You're part of the country. Now, another <laughs> one that's disappointing too was the, was the Lopez thing. He doesn't want to go to Australia. Right. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's all, it's, it's all, I'm frustrated by all that. But this fight, this is the mother load, people. This is but the this fight. This one is done. <laughs> this one is done. The, 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 uh, the Porter thing, we don't know if that's going to happen. The, the thing with Canelo, we don't know if that's going to happen. This one is happening. They're on press tours. They, this one is actually going to, there's nothing going to pull the rug on this one unless one of them tests positive for COVID. But this one is done. There's no negotiating and contracts back and forth. And I don't want to fly over there. And I'm sick. None of that. This one will happen. That's yeah. the best part. No, no, I know. It's going to be, listen, this is going to be a blockbuster. Eight division world champion, Philippine Senator Manny Pacquiao is going to go up against the WBC and IBF Walterweight world champion, Errol Spence. And it, listen. This is going to be a championship showdown. This is like nothing we've seen all year long. I, I really, you know, I'm really stoked about it. 
Um, I hope you guys out there that are listening in are. This is going to be, Harold, speed versus power, age versus experience. That's what this fight is. Now, Earl is big, dude. He walks around at 165, 170, so he's got to make his way down to 47. At best, Pacquiao's going to come in and maybe what? Maybe what? 150, maybe? You mean you after know, you made the after? Well, you know, let me let me just let's touch on that. Earl coming at 160, man. Well, 62, 162. Well, I, I, this, is, this fight is taking place in Nevada, right? It's, I know it's yeah. in Las Vegas, right? Yes. Um, so I believe there is an upward weight cap as well for a world title, world championship bout, right? So it's not IVF just... IVF has Yeah, so they're, so they're fighting for the IVF. So he's got, by, by virtue of that, I'm not sure what the criteria is for the WBC, um, but I do know that the IBF does have a mandatory, I think it's like 10 pounds. You can't be over 10 pounds on the top ends on, on after weight, you know, like the day of the fight. So that, that'll have to keep him in that, in that spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't so, know. What? Yeah. Please, please go ahead. No, I was going to say I'm not 100 percent what what I'm not 100 percent sure what's in the contract in relationship to the weight cap, <clears throat> but there is a weight cap. There's also you know they're they're both involved in the voluntary anti doping association. So FAD is uh, involved in it. You know, congratulations to both of them for both you know being a part of that. So that's good news. Um, but I, I don't really know. I don't really know what the contract stipulates for the above, but I believe that the IBF and the Nevada State Athletic Commission have a cap for world title fights that they can't go over 10 pounds. If you know the answer to that, if you're listening into the podcast and you do know the answer to that, please put it in the comments so that we can share that out with the rest of the fans and listeners out there so that they know. Um, Yeah, man, this is going to be an epic battle. Yes. If they were in California, it would be double duty because... The commissioner out there, he has his own thing going on with the rehydration along. So they would have to adhere to that piece and the piece that the IBF has in their situation with rehydration. So that's a that that would be, you know, they really have to be mindful of that. You know, I, you know, they have to weigh in two weeks ahead of time or a month ahead of time to see if you're c- coming right. in or waiting all of all that right. stuff. Yep. If they were in California, it'd be a lot uh, more to it. But they're not. They're in Nevada, so the only one they have to adhere to is the IBF's uh, stipulations on that. But if they were in California, just you know, as I just said, it would be a whole other thing. Because uh, a shout out to Andy Foster uh, in uh, California, uh, he does not approve of this uh, obscene uh, rehydration uh, that makes the fight so unfair. So you know, I applaud him for putting that in place. Right, right, and I think, hey, Harold. This mega fight, this fight uh, between uh, Manny Pac-Man, uh, Pacquiao, and Errol, the Truth Spence, is going to be shown on Fox Sports app, and I believe it's going to be a pay-per-view event. Is that correct? Yes. 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 Uh, some people are arguing that it's not a pay-per-view event. It's not worth that. That it should be for the masses to <laughs> enjoy 
I because it will bring the casual fan to the table. Uh, $80 for this type of fight. For us, we're going to spend it. But imagine if it was on regular television, Showtime, HBO, or even on Fox or whatever. This type of fight will cross all barriers as far as news shows concerned. Once we have nothing to do with sports, we'll talk about this fight. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, all these different people, all these different platforms, USA Tonight, whatever uh, platform we'll talk about this fight. If it was on regular television, then you would get a slew full of people who are just casuals watching the fight. But it's on pay-per-view. Uh, and it, it should still do well because it should cross over all platforms. But if it was on regular TV, Mark, it would just be a huge spectacle. I mean, you talking about fight parties. People would have fight parties that never even had them before, you know, and there was no charge for this, this great fight. And we would pick up a lot of fans because whoever won that fight, they'll be looking for him to fight again. And they will pay a uh, pay-per-view. Right. But it's not. Yep. Yep, it's not. And uh, it is a pay-per-view fight. And in my estimation, it is a pay-per-view fight that is worthy of being a pay-per-view fight. These are two, uh, you know, the highest caliber, world-class athletes that are going up against each other. And I definitely believe that, Casuals and, and non-casuals will tune in. I'm sure the entire country of the Philippines are going to tune in. Listen, man, uh, Manny Pacquiao, if Manny Pacquiao wins this fight, okay, um, not only is his boxing career reignited, but I also understand that there are talks of Manny Pacquiao running for the president of the Philippines, right? Yes, I think we discussed that on our last podcast. That's a given. He's going to be the president at some point. Wow, you know, that's no doubt. Right, but right, right. When he, uh, if 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 he was to win, uh, the the riding off into the sunset would be a beautiful thing. Right, because uh, as a fighter, when you retire, you're either forced out. And or your body forces you out. This way, he can get out on top and go into something else. Now, what happens is, is when he wakes up in the middle of the night with that cold sweat, like a like an attic, and wants to fight again. <laughs> that's what you got to fight. That's the hardest thing. That is worse than any kind of addiction to any kind of drug. Uh, so he would have to have something so monumental to keep him away from training and wanting to fight because he's yeah. been fighting so long. But if I had my druthers, he would, he would, he would do an L way. Right. He would win everything and quit. But that's the hardest thing to do for any, any athlete, especially a boxer. That His is... adulation is so intense. Even you, Mark, yeah. I believe earlier uh, today, uh, had uh, dreams of coming back into the ring, and you've been removed from the ring for some time, but you still have that that feeling that still is in your gut, even now. So, 
Imagine if you were on the level of something like that and you had to give it up. Look, once a fighter, always a fighter. Right, it's hard. You you don't know when the or the sleeping giant's gonna wake up and come back into, you know. I mean, look at Tyson, right? I mean, you just never know. Look at look at Oscar De La Hoya. I mean, it's a classic story. We fighters are born, and fighters die. So in between, we fight, <laughs> and and that's at the highest level or at the lowest level or anywhere in between. This is what fighters are made of, and and so I think it's very very difficult. When your life uh, has a certain, it takes a certain turn, and, and you you are in the the gym life, and you're used to going there every day, and you're used to you know, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people watching you. It's very very difficult to then matriculate back into a quiet life in the world. It's a very very difficult thing, and and not. So I mean, many fighters do it. Many fighters do it successfully. But not all fighters that we see that we that we see successfully. Right. We don't know what 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 demons jump on them at night when they're thinking about now for Pac-Man. Yes, he got millions of people watching him when he fights. But as a president, he'll still have that same kind of scrutiny. And that's going to help him a lot. Floyd does it by just doing the exhibitions. okay? you know, because Floyd is like, I got to keep this old no matter what. I'm never going to mess with that. But I still got the itch. So I'll itch it with these exhibitions. And I think Floyd's going to do exhibitions for many, many years because it's yeah. going to be easy for him to do these things and not right. even, you, you know, know, but he gets to train and talk and enjoy himself and have a great time. For sure. Him. So that's how I think he's, he's scratching his itch. Whereas yeah. Roy Jones, he, 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 his itch was something that he, he just couldn't see it. And he just took a lot of situations. Uh, a holy field too, but I digress. I just think that Pac-Man would be better served if he, if, if he was to win and just just to jump out right now with all the bills. He's he's crushed history, and the next year he's a president of, of the Philippines. Yeah, well, I mean, what what's so admirable about what he's doing is that <clears throat> you know he's forty two, and the truth of the matter is that look what Bernard Hopkins did at fifty, right? Oldest, uh, I mean, he's one of the oldest champions there as well. You know, I mean, you're talking about great things have been done at 42. And to be to be real frank with you, 42, you still got a lot going. You know, if you've if you've had the career that Pac-Man has had and you fought the opposition that Pac-Man has had. If you go back and you look at those battles, a lot of those battles, Pacquiao escaped a lot of super damage just because of the way he fights. So I think that, that that bodes very well. That's why that speaks to his longevity. Um, but, you know, I mean, Roach has come out, Freddie Roach has come out and, and said, you know, like four fights ago, you know, I wish he would just retire, you know, and his his wife has said it, you know, his family has said it, but, you know, you know what it is, guys. Y'all listening out there, I'm going to bring you right on into this thing. You all know exactly what it is. You know exactly why fighters fight. Real fighters fight, and it's a very, very difficult thing to to um, to ever let go. And and so I I do hope he can get out of the sport safely, like uh, Floyd did, and uh, you know count his count his shackles and uh, you know happily ever after, man. President Pacquiao, that would be a beautiful story. 
to write. And, um, you know, for Errol Spence, if Errol Spence is able to get through this challenge, man, he's off to superstardom as well. Yes, yes, he's he's up. People are still trying to say he has some residual situation from the from the car wreck. And, you know, they just don't want to uh, give uh, uh, Danny uh, the proper recognition. Danny was, he was ready to go. He fought, he fought very well. I thought even Danny saying, I didn't fight that well, but that's not true. Danny fought well. He, he was on point that he, he would have beat anybody else in the world that night, but he wasn't going to beat Earl that night because Earl had too much he had to prove and Earl was going to win that fight no matter what. But Danny would would have been beating anybody that night. Well, but, uh, I do think I do think so you, we, you what you said just now. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you, I want to just touch on what you said. <clears throat> you know, Danny um, Garcia against Errol Spence was an interesting fight. I do not believe that Danny Garcia showed up. As Danny Garcia, I do not believe he put in the kind of performances that he has been known to put in. I believe that mm. there was something amiss there in that fight. And I don't think I, I was not impressed at all with his performance against Errol Spence. And to speak to the point of the car accident, um, you know, I had a car accident myself and I have not recovered from my car accident. It was in 2019. So I can tell you that. Car accidents have a way of, depending on what, and his car accident was very, very severe. Um, a lot of the damage is long-term. A lot of the damage is not readily seen. Uh, sometimes we, we go through things, but we don't really know what the origin of it is, and then it comes out that, oh, yeah, remember the car accident? Yeah. So I think you have to, um, you definitely have to, you know, we a lot of fans think that these fighters are invincible, that these fighters don't. I mean, if you saw the car accident, if you saw what Errol Spence went through in that car accident, you could understand what I'm saying. There is residual. Now, he is a supreme athlete, and he was prior to that car accident at the top, you know, at the top of his condition. So, you know, maybe it's a freak survival where there is no long-term damage. Who knows? But... You know what we're going to do is we're going to find out soon enough whether or not Errol Spence has any damage, whether his, his uh, you know, unblemished record is going to hold up against a, um, you know, outstanding mega talent like Manny Pacquiao. And it's going to be a beautiful fight. Well, I, I had to rebut you there, rebuttal okay. you there, sir. Because it. I think all the questions were answered when he fought Danny Garcia. In my mind, I mean, it was he didn't miss a beat, and he was more effective to me. Now, mm. like you said, you've been in the car wreck, and you know that there's things will show up later on down the line. Okay, I, I, I understand. I I understand that. But on that night, I saw a better Earl. Now. You say Garcia didn't fight well. I think Spence allowed, uh, put in a position where he couldn't fight like Danny Garcia. I got that. You know, I he got was that. In a situation yep. where he just couldn't, he couldn't beat Danny Garcia because he was fighting Earl Spence. That's what I saw. Well, and I, I was not disappointed with with uh, uh, Garcia's performance whatsoever. He did everything that he usually does. Yeah, he just couldn't really apply towards Spence. I, and Spence looked great. 
he looked good and strong and he he didn't he he looked great to me. So Yeah. No, I agree. For us with to you. go back and revisit this thing about the car wreck and all that right now, he, even in the in the run up to this fight, just doesn't make sense to me. Well, and I'm it sorry doesn't. I'm going to have to try to follow him. I mean, he's he's I guess he's got to go knock out Wilder or or Fury or something like that before they say, okay, okay, you recover from the car wreck. Because that's all we're going to hear. And that's just not, I, I just I just don't uh, care for that. But yeah, it no, is and, what it's going and, to be. You know, and let me just say this. Let me just go back so I can clarify that statement to you a little bit clearer. You know, car accidents are what they are. There's long-term effects from car accidents. You don't know what his diminished state is. I mean, maybe he would have dropped Danny Garcia. Maybe he would have ended the fight in the third round if he at, you know, if he didn't have the car accident. So you really can't gauge what level Errol Spence is at versus what level he was at prior to the car accident, which is what I'm trying to state. I'm not stating that he'd had a bad performance because of a car accident. I'm stating that we don't know what the other Errol Spence would have, what Errol Spence would have shown up against Sean Porter or Danny Garcia. We, we wouldn't have known, you know, if that was, um, you know, if you didn't have that car accident, right? So that's all I'm saying is is that, you know, I mean, he did get a split draw against, uh, I mean, a split decision win uh, against Sean Porter. Very close fight. Kind of controversial, actually, right? It was a little controversy around that fight about, you know, how well he performed in that fight. And then after that, you know, the Danny Garcia Fight. He, he looked stellar in that Danny Garcia fight. He did. He did. He looked amazing. And, you know, I had this conversation with Dwayne Fenn, you know, who was on the program a couple of to- a couple of podcasts ago. Um, and we, you know, we had this conversation offline about, you know, and, and he was he was adamant. Listen, Danny Garcia cannot beat Errol Spence. Errol Spence is that good. And Danny Garcia, you know, didn't get his butt whooped. But the fact of the matter is that. You know, he knows how to survive a fight, right? But, but, so, so that was his point. That was, that was, uh, Dwayne's point. He was trying to illustrate the point that Danny, uh, that, uh, Errol Spence is that good. And I get it. All I'm saying is that, you know, there is a consequence from that kind of trauma. And so the question is, what, how would you measure it? You can't measure it because, he was a certain way before the fight, uh, before the car accident, and now he's yeah he's still winning. But what would he have done in these fights had he not had the car accident? That's all I'm putting that out as a question. Okay. And then when you put okay. Manny Pacquiao in the mix, what you know what what does that look like? That's all I'm saying. Okay, what you're saying is uh, I understand. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, my standpoint is I just have a, a benchmark. The benchmark is his performance against Porter and his performance against Garcia. Uh, so something happened in between there. The tendencies, negative tendencies that he had against Porter, he didn't show them against Danny, which to me is a progression of skill set. Right, forward motion, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I get that. That's what I saw. So I didn't see the mistakes he made against Porter. In the in the fight against Danny, yeah, that's where I am. I got that. I got that. I really got that. And and you know what? I understand that. 
And, uh, you know, again, we could chop this thing up forever, Harold, because at the end of the day, <laughs> you and I are going to be smiling from ear to ear watching this fight, along with the uh, listeners and uh, our new YouTube uh, visitors. Um, we're also going to catch the vapors because when, when this fight happens, we're going to go live. We're going to actually break it down live while the fight's happening. I cannot wait for it to do that. I really want to do that <laughs> yeah. with you. And uh, you guys out there, I really want to do it with you guys out there that are listening in and, and uh, coming to us uh, via YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. And um, yeah, man. So anyway, Harold, listen, it's been a pleasure. As always, I love you to death, man. Thank you for being on the program. <laughs> you me. are you are the the most um, the most polite rebutter <laughs> that I've ever met, and it's been a genuine pleasure and an honor to be with you tonight. And I can't wait until the next episode of the Boxing Breakdown. All right, all right, bro. Until then, peace and love. Don't forget to hit the subscribe and like button down below. Peace out. Love everyone. Out. There we go. Out. Fight fans, join host Mark Roxy and special guests as they break down all aspects of the boxing world, including news, business, management, training, promotions, fan reactions, upcoming events, matchups, future boxing stars, title fights, state of the boxing world and all the stuff you don't see when you watch boxing this podcast is released each week on thursday at 8 p.m eastern standard time live streamed on youtube instagram and facebook live it's the boxing breakdown hosted by mark roxy